Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. I am your host, Kim Lingling, and I am so pleased that you have decided to spend just a small portion of your day with myself and my special guest today. And my guest is Anissa Theron. She comes to us from South Africa. And as a coaching alchemist, she supports entrepreneurs, managers, and corporate executives to thrive as leaders. She works with clients to navigate bold change, its challenges, and the unfamiliar terrain in today's exceptionally volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous client or climate. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, Anissa, welcome, welcome to Let Fear Bounce. I am so happy that you were able to join me today. Oh, it's so wonderful to be here, and I'm so pleased that we could have this conversation today. I have been looking forward to it because on your website, you're, to me anyway, uh, very interesting topic that you that you cover, and you're also a coach. But I would like you to explain, if you could, because maybe a lot of my listeners um, don't typically hear the word alchemist in a sentence. So what exactly is a coaching alchemist? You know, this, this actually comes full circle, because I don't know if you know the book, The Alchemist. So that book was actually, it's, it's come full circle for me because that book was a catalyst for me growing up in not as favorable circumstances to believe that there was more to this world out there and that in actual fact, lead can be turned to gold and that the possibilities are limitless. There, there is no end. There is potentiality in everything. So that's really why I call myself the coaching alchemist is unlocking that potential, like mining the ore and finding the diamond in the rough. That's really what I do. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I also so that, you know, there is the potential that lead can turn to gold. So, and I love that. And I, I, I'm a very visual pitch person. So when people, when they speak as eloquently as you do, you're giving me a mental picture to see. And I, I, I hope that my listeners are getting that same mental picture. So you look at people that can be turned into gold or they can turn their circumstances or their environment or what have you into gold. You don't need to stay stuck, I guess. Is that? No, no. So, so, so spot on. And I mean, I, I love the acronym that just somehow these acronyms just come to me, but I call it the craft method. And it's about connected relationships that amplifies future transformation. So if you have a connected relationship with self, oh my gosh, that's, that's the catalyst that will catapult you into your greatest transcendence in your life. And then ultimately become the best leader to others. And that can be in any part of your life, whether it's at work, at home, with your friendships, with your loved ones. Yes, absolutely. We're all leaders in our own right. And I don't believe, I mean, Robin Sharma is wonderful. He's got a book, I think, The Leader with No Title. And, and that's great because we should be doing, leadership is quiet. It's about quiet leadership and being able to just lead with compassion and love and being able to do so in a way that others feel safe and inspired to become their best selves. Absolutely. I completely agree. And unfortunately, a lot of the leaders, at least in 
you know, we're, we're from two different countries. Um, in America, I think that the culture in corporate world is not the way you just described. I think that it's, mm -hmm. it's leaning a little more towards there. And there are some companies and corporations that are a little more open to it. And there's a different generation of leaders coming up that embrace what you were talking about. But so often it, it goes old school and it stays that way, which is unfortunate because I think leading with compassion and empathy, you have a happy employee, you are going to have an employee that sticks with you through it all. And I, I just wish that leaders understood that or embraced that idea more. And the acronym that you just shared, CRAFT, could you, could you share that again? Because I, I try and write down certain things. I like to catch the nuggets <laughs> that you toss out. And I, I, I didn't get it all. Could you say that again, the, the word CRAFT? Absolutely, absolutely. It's connected relationships, amplifying future transformation. I love that. So, so for me, I am passionately inspired to help leaders. And again, leaders in any context, cultivate meaningful relationships so that they can, one, inspire curiosity and or, or cultivate rather a self-actualized culture if it's to enhance performance. But if you think about individuals, when we want to get to a point of becoming self-actualized, you, you're leading yourself. And if you're creating self-actualized cultures, you're creating self-actualized economies. So it's a win-win for business and in the individual. So the experience and the lifestyle that you're creating within that environment is conducive to that that's going to be thriving and not in survival and reactive. I couldn't agree more. Now you've got in, in some part of your uh, bio that you had sent to me. I want to read a little bit of it out. One of the quotes that you have in there says, we choose to be a victim of our environment or allow it to shape our life's direction. I found that interesting, that, that quote that you have in there. So could you expound on that a little bit? Yes, with pleasure. So for me, I, my school of life and what could also be referred to as the school of hard knocks, right? I feel that my wounded journey started many years ago, not knowing who I am in terms of my identity. Because if you think about the Bronx in New York, I always refer to the Bronx in New York as where I grew up in Cape Town, the Bronx of Cape Town. So an advert, you know, it's sort of a, a very rife environment with drugs, prostitution, gangsterism, all of that I was surrounded by. And so for me, it was, do I choose to be a victim of those circumstances or those environments that I was raised in? Or will I allow it to shape the direction my life takes on? And I chose the latter simply because I am not my circumstances. And I refer to myself as born a sin because I'm actually a product, <laughs> interestingly enough, from being born from prostitution. I could have ventured into exactly that life of either prostitution or drugs because that realm is what I was growing up with, right? But it was very early on that I walked by faith because I believe the Almighty clearly had his protective light shining over me. 
And we all are part of the divine and we have divinity within. So within that wounded journey, it was a wounded journey from survival to self-love because I had to learn that along the way and ultimately self-leadership. So do you see why I am as passionate about that in my own business? Because it is about navigating that change for others, but it goes back to the world within where it starts. <laughs> I love how you, and, and that was beautifully explained. So thank you. And I love how you, you stated, and you said it a couple times, my wounded journey. Mm -hmm. But there's no, when you say it, there's no negativity in it. You're just stating a fact, you know, my yes. wounded journey, this is how I started. And this is where I am now. And I, I love that because there's no self-deprecation in there or anything. You're just saying, you know, hey, my, my journey started out, you know, I was a little, you know, I started out wounded and you came from a wounded person, it sounds like, that was walking their yes. own. So if you could explain a little bit, was there someone in your life that helped get you on the path that you're on now? Was that all something that you saw in yourself that you had to do? And if that's the case, if you felt that strongly, you know, you're in this environment that's pretty dark, you know, let's face it, it was a pretty dark environment. Yes. Did you have just something in you saying, I want to get out, I want to get out of this. And if that was just you forcing that, you know, forcing yourself out to do it on your own, were there others surrounding you that, that weren't supportive in that, you know, they wanted to try and keep you in that environment? Or did you have someone like a mentor or some that you looked up to that helped guide you along the way. So Kim, before I go into answering that, I just want to, again, the acronym WOW. Now, WOW, I'm not going to talk about the WOW factor or the X factor when you, you know, you, <laughs> you going on to one of these shows, to the talent shows. For me, the WOW is two things. There's wisdom of wounds and we are all warriors overcoming our wounds, okay? So I said that slowly. Hopefully you captured that this time. <laughs> no, the so, warrior overcoming our wounds. No, warrior that, overcoming wounds. That just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea how many times I tell myself and I tell other people you may have a smile on your face every day, and you, but you're still carrying everything that you've been through. And at times you may still fight those battles every single day, those invisible battles and those invisible scars that no one sees, but you are a warrior and never forget that. I tell people that all the time. So for you to say that, I just went, oh, kindred spirit. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. So Kim, to answer your question, I always innately felt that the alchemist again, mm -hmm. there was more, there was possibility and there was potentiality in life. So what I did was actually at the tender age of 15, 16, I moved out of the house that I was raised in, which was not with parents that I grew up with, by the way. I did not grow up with my mom and being born from the realm of prostitution, my dad doesn't know I exist, right? So neither do I know him. So it was for me a conscious decision at the time, regardless of whatever the fears that were underpinned by that at the time, it was like, hold on, I'm not going to be this environment. 
I'm going to step out of it. And my faith is of the Muslim faith. Very taboo, a young girl at 15, 16 decides to go out and live on her own. Because I was working already, I joke and say my sales career started as early as nine because I started selling stuff door to door to take care of myself since a very young age. And it's helped me in good stead to be able to have made that decision at 15. Okay, I'm going to go live on my own. But I lived with friends initially. Then at 16, I was like, no, you know what? I desire to do this on my own. So at 16, I was living by myself. In this new life that I wanted for myself, because I knew that there was more to it than whatever that environment was giving me at the time. So who were you? You didn't live with your mom. And of course, you didn't know your dad. Who were you living with up until you were 15? It was, it was so interesting that the lady that raised me, which was my guardian mom and her husband at the time, because my mom was in this realm of prostitution, this woman actually, I want to say in inverted commas, took my mom and in because she didn't know her mom and dad. So you were right earlier on. History repeated itself. So her wounded journey carried on and she was, and she herself didn't know where she belonged. So she got into the guardian parent environment. And that's how I started living there since a newborn baby with 10 other guardian siblings if you want to call it that so it wasn't it wasn't fun by no means but it was training ground to say hold on I'm not going to allow myself to be victimized anymore training ground <laughs> that's that's too powerful words that you put in there with the rest of that story training ground. Mm -hmm. I've never heard and that you know that's again gives me another mental picture you because the way you said it with 10 other siblings, it wasn't fun. It was my training ground. Yes. Survival for the fittest, right? That's powerful yeah. stuff right there. And you know what? And see how you come up with acronyms all the time. I always come up with book titles. <laughs> Tell me more. When, I, <laughs> when I'm talking to people, you know, sometimes they're authors, sometimes they're not. But they will come up with something and they'll toss a nugget out there. I catch it and say, wow, that would be a cool title for a book. And Training Ground would be an incredible title for a book. Ah, okay. That would catch someone's attention. That would all depend upon your subtitle underneath. But Training Ground, that brings to mind a lot of different things, I think, for a lot of different people. And whatever your subtitle would be. Uh-huh. Would be drawing people in, you know. Oh my goodness. Whatever well, environment, whatever environment that you grew up in, I'm assuming it was not pleasant. The book is on the radar. And you know, I know that the book title will evolve as I'm and it will emerge as I'm writing. Um, but I had the thought of born a sin, a wounded journey from survival to self-love and self-leadership. It's long, so it will be refined as we go along, right? Right. But right. the training ground, yeah, it it's resonates. It does. I like it. And if nothing else, it could be a chapter title. <laughs> ah, I love it, Kim. You're inspiring me right now. <laughs> 
Well, I love anything that has to do with writing in books. So um, <laughs> that's how my brain goes. Wow. Wow. Look at the, well, you know, hey, I hope our listeners aren't minding us chatting and going off a little bit on this direction, but <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, I, born of sin, that's, and that's powerful too. Mm-hmm. So we had talked off mic just a little bit that you are currently in the process of writing this book with the working title right now, Born of Sin. And you plan on uh, hopefully and potentially getting that out in mid 2022. So, you know, six to seven months from now, when did you get to the point where you thought, you know what, I, I'm going to write a book or did you journal? Have you always journaled or anything like that? What made you say to yourself, I'm going to be, I'm going to write a book and I am going to become a published author. I'm going to get this story out there. It needs to be out there. Well, it's always been a dream. And for more than a decade long, I always knew that my story envisaged that at least it needs to reach somebody to touch them in a way that they can not be a victim of their circumstances and become victorious because of it. However, the catalyst for this journey started when I was last year in October, what you refer to as being laid off in your country, we refer to it as being retrenched. And I was not seeing that as a negative. I was like, yes, time to pause and reflect and time for me. I started working at early age. This is me time, right? What's so interesting about that is around the same time frame, the same thing happened to me. Wow. Around the same time that happened to you. And I went to sleep that night, you know, I was a little upset and I'm a little, I let worry and fear drop in, which I try not to. And I typically don't, but I let worry and fear. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then I woke up the next day and said, oh my gosh the opportunity I have just been given, I can now pour into my writing. I can start a mm -hmm. podcast. I can do this. I can help others get their stories out in the world. And it just snowballed. And almost a year and a half later, I'm still doing it. That's wonderful. wonderful. And I, love, I love it that you said, wow, it's me time. Yes. Embrace yes. it. And you've been given a gift, if not more than one gift, you need to embrace those gifts and use them because I, I, I feel that that's what we're meant to do. That's why we're put part of why we're put on this planet as humans. We're given specific <laughs> gifts and we need to use them. And your story, I don't, and I only know a small portion of it, will have a major impact. We'll have, oh gosh, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I feel that energy coming to you and I thank you and I receive it in every way. So that journey of the being laid off was, hold on, Anissa, you cannot be this eternal optimist. you got to actually feel through the wounds of the past. So I decided to hire a coach during that time. Being a coach myself, I thought, well, let me get a coach. I told him very explicitly, I'm not hiring you because I want to set a goal. I've achieved many milestones in my life, but within, I'm never happy. I want to go for the next thing and the tick of the next thing. And it's like, okay, hold on. Let's take this pause to just do that. Did a lot of, you know, childhood trauma healing. Really got back home to self. I journeyed back home to me, to self-love, to self-acceptance, which led me actually to leaving my husband, who I love, by the way. But I had to find a way to honor me and 
come back home to myself because the, the girl that fell in love with him at 20 years old, the woman that I am at 42 are two totally different people. That girl was looking for love, affection, attention, and belonging, and he smothered her with that. And now I'm leaving my marriage by honoring him for the gifts that he's granted me in the marriage. He's still very much in love with me. And I, I always joke and I say, I'm doing the Gwyneth Paltrow conscious uncoupling. That's the intent here is that I, I want to leave the marriage. I have three gorgeous kids, 14, 10, and six. So for me to have made this decision took so much. It was heart-wrenching to do so. But if I did not, I was not going to break the generational cycles that was in the in the structure or the construct that I knew and that he, my husband, knew. So we are parting amicably. The process is still happening. And that was where this journey started about, okay, time to write that book now. No more dreaming, aspiring. Get it into writing. It's coming home to me. I love that. Coming home to me. And what a journey it has been thus far. Forever grateful. Each and every experience lesson was a blessing and has been part of the transcendence of who I am today. It has shaped who I've become. And I think that it is so important because so many, so many don't stop and look back no matter the circumstances, because let's face it, life can be super, super hard. You know that. I know that. We've both had our bumpy, bumpy roads. But I know for me, it took me a while, but now I can look back and see, like you just said, every experience, there was a blessing in there. Whether mm -hmm. it was a horrible mm -hmm. experience, a traumatic experience, built us into who we are and what we are today. And I can look back and be thankful for everything, like you just said, all of the experience. And that's a tough thing to do. It's very hard to do, but it's also such a, an empowering thing because then you can, you know, okay. I, I recently had someone tell me, you know, because I was having a, a tough day and I, I was talking to someone and she said, Kim, you have a 100% success rate of getting through the tough stuff. Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you're still standing here. Here you are standing today. You have a 100% success rate. What makes you think you're not going to make it through today? And I just, that has stuck with me. And I, I love yes. that. That's a message I would love to just shout from the rooftops every day. You have a 100% success rate for getting through stuff because you're still here. You know, Kim, that just reminds me on a friend actually referring to me as the mythical phoenix bird. You know, I don't know if you're familiar about the myth. So each of us rise from the ashes each time to only just emerge much stronger. And in fact, today I wrote a post and I, I reflected about life lessons learned. And it was authenticity is a superpower. Boundaries are non-negotiable. Compassion is vital for self and others. Dreams do come true, just believe. Ego, be mindful of it. Forgiveness is good for your soul. Gratitude makes each day a blessing. Humanity towards others is success. 
inspire confidence to bring out the best. Joy is being so kindness in, is sharing what we have. Love is unconditional. Manifestation requires letting go. Nobility represents character. Opportunity means to pay it forward. Pain has a purpose. Quietness leads to clarity. Reflection affords insight. Surrender control or an outcome. Trust everything works out how it should. Understanding means contentment. Valuable, be intentional in adding value. We is better than I or me. Well, then I said, X doesn't matter. Have fun and don't take life so seriously. And why? Actually, I forgot to add the why, but don't stop saying yes to live in your why. And lastly, Z was zoom into your world within and find the alchemy to transform your life. I love that. And that is a perfect place to wrap up our chat. I mm -hmm. love that. I do. Make it part of your book. <laughs> or make it make it a oh, book that accompanies your book. You amazing. There's another oh, gonna... there's another idea I just tossed at you. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I definitely want to have you back on because I want to keep up with this journey of you writing your book. So when you're getting closer to having that book released, because I know you're going to write it and it's going to be released soon. You've already put it out in the universe, so it's going to happen. Um, but definitely let's keep in touch, please, because I want to be able to shout from the rooftops that your book is ready to be launched and soon to be launched because I think it's going to be so many, so many golden nuggets in there that so many need to hear. And you and I both know that how things work, your book will land exactly in the hands of who it's supposed to land in. And absolutely yes and it'll have an impact and then they in turn can use what they learn from the book and help others so you know that continuous circle of i always say i like to toss nuggets of goodness and nuggets of light you know let's just be kind that we just let's just be kind and keep those messages of hope going because we all need them so wow Thank you so much for being my guest. This has been an absolute pleasure and blessing to me. And yes, please, let's stay in touch. We will do so. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me. Oh, gosh, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> All right. So, folks, that, that wraps up another episode of Let Fear Bounce with my guest, Anissa Theron, coming to us from South Africa. Uh, thanks again for spending a few minutes of your day with myself on Let Fear Bounce. And until next time, everybody be well, stay well, and be blessed.